Hello, and welcome to Gank That Drink, a supernatural drinking game podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 6, Playthings and Night Shifter. Of course, in every episode of Gank That Drink, we assign ourselves each at least two drinking game rules. And in fact, at this point, uh, we are up to 12, 14 drinking game rules. And we play along with two episodes of Planet Earth's longest-running and handsomest television show, Supernatural. And after we play that game and watch those episodes, we're going to discuss those episodes in their entirety and definitely while a little bit tipsy. But in our quest to evaluate the perfect Season 2 Supernatural Drinking Game. Yeah, yeah. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Nate. And we are both comedians at National Comedy Theater. And tonight we are watching... Episode 11 of Season 2, Playthings, aired on January 18th, 2007. And we've got uh, Episode 12, Night Shifter, aired January 25th. We're still in the 3.4 million. Aired on my 16th birthday. Oh, happy <laughs> birthday. So, spoiler alert, obviously we're going to be talking about all the details of a show you've had more than 13 years to watch. Uh-huh. Get on top of it. You- yeah. It's, it's been out since I got Guitar Hero as a birthday present. You guys, you know, watch it. You, you should have watched it. You should have watched it. What rules are we playing tonight, Chrissy? All right. Well, we've got uh, from episode one, Wi-Fi. Every time you wonder why they got Wi-Fi or how they're getting it, take a drink. Rock salt. Anytime they, the boys use rock salt, take a drink. Take two drinks if it does not work. Concussion. Oh, if a boy definitely has a traumatic head injury, take a concussion. Uh, take a concussion and a drink. Mm-hmm. Give yourself one, then a drink. Slam. Oh, if a, anything slams, one drink. From episode two, toxic masculinity. If there is toxic masculinity happening on or around or in the scene or just anywhere, take a drink. And that's the one we talk about most yeah. afterwards. Yes. Cuts. Especially on the hand, but are we and we extend it to kind of like anywhere? But mm-hmm. like if you're communicating with a demon or just cutting yourself open for whatever ritualistic purposes, take yeah. a drink. Intentionally cutting yeah. yourself for a spell. Yeah. Two drinks. It's two drinks. Two drinks. Two drinks. All right. From episode three, we have someone dies. If anyone dies, take a drink. Take two drinks if you don't remember their name. Yep. From episode four, headache. As Sammy gets one of his classic, classic vintage headaches. Take a drink. Jump scare. You, I mean, you shouldn't have explained this. It was a jump scare. Take, Take a drink. drink. Uh, from episode five, positive masculinity. Anytime there is something that is positively masculine that's reinforced or brought up, please take a drink. Copy a plot. If you recognize some plot devices or just a plot from a regular show, or a regular show as if this is like an abnormal show, it just is an another show. Sure, another show. Take a drink. Look, we haven't even started the drinking yet, and I can't even talk. Nope. This is going to be super nope. fun. Uh, and then on this one episode, you are adding broken furniture. If there's some broken furniture that happens in one of our classic Winchester boy melees, take a drink. Yep. And I'm adding uh, black eyes. So anytime you see a demon's Ooh, eyes go black yeah. or someone's eyes black out, take a drink. Can we do it two if they if they blink into them? Because they always, like, I feel like sometimes they just turn. Sometimes, it's sometimes just they like, just turn. Black eyes. Or boom. they, like, the p- camera pans and it's mm-hmm. black eyes. But I feel like it's always super extra dramatic when the guy's like, guy or, or girl is like, 
and it's like the There's what the are those old guys. what are the viewfinders the old like viewfinders oh, that you would have as uh-huh. it's almost like one of those like viewfinders, yeah. yeah that's what it seems like to me eyes black eyes normal <laughs> eyes black eyes what are we normal. drinking tonight um we are drinking <laughs> bachelor party leftovers yeah so nothing fancy. You got a big old glass of gin. Mm-hmm, just straight gin and ice. <laughs> and I'm drinking the leftover Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. Real classy. Congratulations, Dan and Frenchie. Um, yeah. So we're gonna go watch these two episodes, which are called Playthings and Night Shifter. And Night Shifter. And we'll see you on the other side. Which. And we're back. All right. Two skippable Mostly skippable. Memorable, but still skippable. Right. They both came on. We were both like, oh, yeah. This one. right. But obviously not so much so that we were like, I love this one. I love this one. I was like, oh, I got to sit through this one. Um, Which one do you want to do? Play things? I'll do Night Shifters. Okay. So, Playthings was our first episode, and this is, like, basically The Shining. Mm-hmm. It's, like, their homage. Yeah. Because they didn't steal a plot. The Shining. They just stole lots of... References. Not stole. They just literally made references right. to it. So, we start with the Pier Point Inn, mm-hmm. which is a creepy old hotel full of creepy kids and mm-hmm. creepy dolls and a creepy doll house. Right. Uh, where the doll trips and falls down the stairs. So, of course, its human counterpart falls Correct. down the stairs. Then we find Sam and Dean. We get that classic conversation. That's, this one's just full of like all the cliche conversations that the boys have every single time, which is, number one, we got to just save as many people as we can. Forget about Ava. Like Her two-episode arc is done. <clears throat> we got to just save as many people as we can. Okay, Sammy, all right. Uh, by the way, we should talk about how they just ruin motel walls everywhere oh, they yeah. go with just like push pins mm-hmm. and tape and stuff. Like and strings. That and, is beautiful yeah. vintage wallpaper yeah. that cannot be replaced. Mm-hmm. It's like those maids go in after they're done, like, what happened? But here's my question, though. If you're in one of those hotels, mm-hmm. like that they stay in typically, mm-hmm. aren't you kind of used to like weird conspiracy people like pinning up stuff on your walls? Like maybe that's I guess just like so, a thing you deal with all the time. The other side of it is, though, like, taking all of it down i'm like do they do for, they for go for people who travel all the time for people they who go tra- to a but i mean do sam and dean specifically go to a store and spend a lot of money on like re reaffixable tape yeah. so that they don't have to like their command strip budget is yeah, just out through of the control. roof yeah and their vista print budget Double-sided for tape, yeah. cards <laughs> and ids that they have printed yeah <laughs> a lot of Anywho. overhead in hunting business that we you don't think yep. about um, there are a lot of pop culture references in this. Like, they get to the house, and he's like, oh, it's a Scooby-Doo situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Daphne. Well, and the, just the moment where the where we get the, like, pan onto the girl and the imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. Very, we don't know like, she's an imaginary friend yet. Right. But, like, that just that moment of, like, oh, it's two little girls in a giant hotel. Mm-hmm. And the, here you go. This is our Shining episode. I, I think there should be a drinking game rule for any time someone implies that Sam and Dean are a gay couple. Which it happens, happens a lot. Yeah. Um, At least early on when they're like, oh, homophobia. Ha, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Isn't that a funny, funny joke? Yeah. Um, there's the cool old butler who's like, I've been working here for 30 years. And my parents worked here and their parents worked here. And it's like, well, what are you going to do for a job, buddy? Right? I, I'm going to retire and go work at a hotel in Aruba. <laughs> Um, they stay in a room that has a creepy wedding dress taped to the yeah. walls. 
And then, so basically, like, the dollhouse seems to be murdering people that would help sell the house. The dollhouse that this woman is keeping in the room that she lives in. Is bigger than some people's homes. Didn't that weird you out that, like, this woman just kept that replica or she decided to stay in the room with the replica in it? Like, I would would think that an item like that would be on display in the lobby. Correct. Absolutely correct. And yet, it is not. So, the boys are staying in room 237. Hmm. There's a moment where he walks into the bar room and the old guy's behind the bar and it's a real, like, Jack Torrance mm-hmm. moment. And we had a little back and forth where you were like, just leave that room. Never go in that room. I was like, or go right up to that guy and try and have the exact same conversation. If you're in the hallways full Aren't of blood and old ladies in a bathtub. Like, no, Mr. Yeah. Torrance, you've always been the caretaker here. See, because my fear would be, like, all of a sudden now I'm, like, in someone's sick fantasy where they're going to put me through The Shining. Like, that's my fear then at that point. Like in Ready it. Player One? Yeah, no, it does happen in that movie, which is a weird movie. I I don't know. We're not talking about Ready Player One, but like, isn't that a weird movie for that reference to pop up in? Didn't you think that was strange? Yes. Okay, I, I did too. I thought it was so out of place. And in the book, it they play uh, through Monty Python and the Quest for Holy Grail. Oh yeah. And really, I, and I, I need believe to read this book. <laughs> they quest through. The Matthew Broderick movie movie War Games, but I also don't remember that book as clearly as I as I think I do. Um, But anyway, yeah, no, shining reference, shining reference, shining reference. Uh, They realize that the old woman who has had a stroke and just is left alone, Mm -hmm. staring in front of a window all day long. Which I'm going to say we we missed an opportunity here to have another shining reference with the old woman because spoiler alert, she'll end up dying at the end. I know we haven't got Mm -hmm. to the end of the episode yet. But why not make it really cold outside and the, the, the spirit that ends up killing her or whatever has her freeze? Like, if we're going to go with the Shining references, let's go full on with them. Yeah. I feel like we had some missed opportunities. Yeah, I also think, like, the ghost in this ends up being the little girl who's the imaginary friend who is the sister of the old woman who drowned in the pool. And the old woman was using hoodoo mm-hmm. that she learned from her nanny mm-hmm. to keep her sister's ghost at bay right. from killing people low this many years and then she has a stroke and she can't keep up with her hoodoo yes so the sister's ghost is like i'm gonna kill everybody i feel like this was an this is an episode where whoever wrote it was like i'm gonna use all the different supernatural tropes and Mm -hmm. motifs Mm -hmm. that are constantly used so the old person locked away who is you know because like i feel like they were trying to constantly throw you off the scent of who you thought it might be right right even though from the beginning you like knew it was going to be something to do with this imaginary with the two creepy friend. little girls. Right, two creepy well, you don't know she's imaginary until after right. the woman kicks Sam and Dean out for confronting the old mom who's had a stroke. Correct. Is that when... No, because she... Right, does she have then, a moment yeah, where so she, she says she to the girl Sam beforehand, beforehand where she says, I'm tired of you playing with your imaginary friend? It's, is no, that after? She kicks Sam and Dean out for confronting Grandma Rose and then she's like, you need to pack. And she's like, I'm not packing. We're not moving. Maggie says right. we don't have to leave, and and she's like, Maggie's imaginary. Okay, yeah. Go pack your shit. Yeah. And then we're supposed to be like, gasp! I never saw it coming. Uh, but then, of course, after that moment, 
Maggie, the little girl ghost, decides to kill the mom, mm-hmm. but makes up an elaborate plan to make Super the swing elaborate. swing and make the teeter-totter teeter-totter and right. make the merry-go-round spin so that the mom will be distracted so she can run her over with the car. Like, that's really fourth-dimensional ghost right. thinking. Every other murder this, this ghost had was, like, uh, down the stairs or hung from a ceiling fan. Like, something kind of basic or simple. And then with this mom, it got all creative. And, like, what is the correlation between the dollhouse... And the, although I might be misremembering, but in The Shining, the novel, I think there is a scale model of the Overlook Hotel and that Danny can sort of foresee Uh what's happening. Um, I think there's definitely a model of the hedge maze. And in in the book of The Shining, one thing I do remember is that the hedge maze also has all these topiaries um, of animals that slowly creep up towards the house. Uh So maybe it's like a Shining book reference or maybe I'm completely misremembering. Um, So they come back. They give the mom the speech, but it's a very aggressive version of the speech where they're like, look, lady, we don't give a shit if you believe us or not. Right. Just direct us to the ghost, would you please? Yeah. Like, just tell us what the hell is going on. Um, and then they can't. The, the So Maggie's going to drown the little girl in the pool where she drowned. They can't break anything because ghost powers are reinforcing the doors and windows. Somehow. And then... The little girl just gets called away, and apparently, like, Grandma Rose is like, well, I mean, I'm dying anyway. I'll, right. I'll kick it with you. Yeah. Let my daughter and <laughs> yeah. granddaughter go. Let those two handsome beefcakes get out of yeah. here. And, and she, yeah. And, and you like, and me will we'll, skip we'll, rope. We'll jump rope forever. And like I said, Until at the they end come it, with the fucking bulldozers. My question is, yeah, these two, Sam and Dean, are like, oh, do you see Maggie anymore? And the little girl's like, nope. They're like, guess our job is done. And I'm like, but you... You've been doing this long enough. You know you need to, like, you know, cross some T's and dot some I's on this, boys. Salt because, and burn some fucking bones. Yeah, because honestly, like, what are you going to do in a month when the demolition crew has three dudes end up dead, dead. underneath some tractors and some bulldozers Straight or whatever? Open. And you got to get called back out to Vermont or wherever the hell you guys were. Mm-hmm. And because <laughs> that's just to me where it seemed like they were. Uh, no, I b- completely agree. Like, and then also, like, the woman is like, no, thank you. Thank you so much. I don't even think she knows their na- she first names. She took a cab to move. Don't she ever, did take a cab to move. I trust anyone takes a cab to move. And But then she's also like, thanks, you guys. Thanks so much. And But, like, get their number or something. Right. Like, what if, you, what if there's another flare-up? Like, yeah. what if that kid develops a poltergeist or something? And I Get feel like the these digits. two, and I feel, but I feel like these two are always giving their numbers to people because how many episodes start with, oh, we got a call from Rob from Kansas City that we dealt with in 2007. Now it's 2012, and yeah. he's called us about something. You know, maybe we just didn't. So at see some it. point, they give him a real card that has their real numbers. I don't know. We do get that moment at the end that I like groaned at when uh, she like hugs. Sam mm-hmm. and Dean's like, oh, you could get yourself some hot milf action. It's like, mm, we'll uh, talk that. We yeah, counted that as a toxic masculinity moment. But like, um, it just creeped me out. There's also the moment where Sam gets drunk and it's yeah. like, Dean, you got, it's the other cliche conversation that they have every time. Dean, you got to kill me. You got to kill me. Dad mm-hmm. said you had to. Dad said you had to. Promise, promise. And then, so Dean promises, and we think that it's just a drunken mistake. But then at the end, they sort of imply that Dean was, or that Sam was faking being drunk. Yeah. Just to get Dean to, to promise. Right. He's like, no, I, I was drunk, but you weren't. And you promised. You promised me. 
And, like, they sort of reference the liquor bottles in a later scene in a way that makes me think, like, he wasn't really drunk. Yeah. Because she asked for whiskey or something, right? And then they... They're like, you've got a spirit, and they give her, like, some yeah. alcohol. I don't know. It's, it was a I weird episode. Skip it. I don't think there's a just lesson. Just skip it. There really isn't anything. If there's, there's a lesson to learn, to it. it's just, if you all of a sudden feel like you're living in The Shining, probably just get out of wherever you are, as general safety goes. Yeah. All right. Night okay. Shifter. Night Shifters. It starts out, we see a bank robbery going down from the outside. And then we zoom in and we see that Dean is letting out a hostage. Dun, dun, dun. With our big like, oh, shoot. He's clearly wanted by the police already. Then we go whoosh, to Supernatural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, so we, the boys, basically, we get this jewelry store heist. This already happened. The boys are investigating this jewelry store heist where Dean is just like blatantly trying to not pick up. And he's definitely like getting vibes from the, the store clerk. The, the, yeah. She's like, Oh, in case What's you need it that. Like to be in the FBI, yeah, you she, should interview me afterwards. He's like, thanks for being a Patriot. Here's my number. Yep. Uh, just being dumb Dean. Uh, but yeah, we learned that the store was robbed by someone that worked at the store. There was like, I believe they say a never in a million years type person is a quote from the show that uh, Sam has. And, so we actually, my I think the episode really kind of starts when we meet our Rob, our conspiracy, Ronald. or Ronald. I always yeah. call him Rob, whatever. He's I Ron, like Ron name. Weasley. Yeah, Ronald. So there's been a bank that's already been robbed, and then the jewelry store got robbed, and then we, we're going to deal with And there's like a pattern. The pattern is heist, somebody you would never believe who works there, right? just goes off the rails, robs the bank, and then kills themselves. Right. So Ron, the, Ron, the conspiracy guy who worked with Juan. Mm-hmm. Ron and Juan uh, and worked him with him at the bank and who robbed it. And he's like, okay, well, look at the security footage that I got. It's clearly, and this is my favorite part of the episode because it's these uh, man, Cybermen. Cy- Cybermen is these Android men, but he holds up a picture of what's clearly like a tabloid. And it's the Cybermen from Dr. It Hill is. on the cover. Well, and I, I, whenever I think of this episode, it reminds me of the two James Corden episodes from Matt Smith's Doctor run uh, for the 11th oh, Doctor. Yes. The two episodes were with James the, Corden. With the baby. There's one with the baby and there's one before right. he before has, he has baby, the baby. Yeah. Um, where he's just like a regular guy who's caught up in mm-hmm. the, the Doctor. Plays soccer and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that. But it's like as not a not as good version. Because it's just a regular guy who gets caught up in their shenanigans right. and can see through the window. But because Sam and Dean aren't the doctor, Ronald dies. <laughs> Poor Ron. He does die. Uh, because he tries to not rob the bank, but for some reason hold it hostage to get the shapeshifter, which he thinks is a Cyberman. Yeah, uh, he does not win the thinking fourth dimensionally no. contest. Mandroid, he keeps calling it. It's yeah, a mandroid, mandroid, a mandroid. mandroid. And he like, but it's funny because every single theory he has about it is correct except for what it actually is. So he's like, it lives underground so it can recharge. So that, you know, and it's like, here's where it lives. It's centered between... So, and he's right about everything, yeah, except for that it's except, a shape, shapeshifter, right. not a robot. Right. And yet, and so that's why I find Sam's reaction so strange when he finds... So they obviously go to this guy and confront him. And mm-hmm. and normally, in this situation, this is where we get the speech, right? We get the, you're right, okay, here's what it is. It's a shapeshifter where guys who hunt. Tell us what you know. Right, tell us what you know. Instead, we get Sam is like, uh, it's just a human. You're seeing camera flares, everything, you know, like. And, like, there's. I thought that moment was shot in such a way to make you 
to convince you that Dean is surprised that that's Sam's Right, it was because like you get the reaction shots from Dean where he's like, "What? What are, Why you, are doing? you doing?" doing? And then even later, Sam or Dean says to Sam, "Like, well, you could have just told him, been cool, like, no, that guy would be killed if we, blah blah blah." You know, it's like Sam is just all over yeah. the place in these episodes, and I feel like these episodes were both written and directed by like people who writ- wrote or directed other episodes within season two. But it just felt like two guest writers. Like, they were just like, hey, you want to take a whack at this Supernatural show? Even the way they were shot and some of our, like, pans and some of our transitions. Like, mm-hmm. just ne- neither episode felt like Supernatural. Like, Maybe it was we're weird. just missing Kripke and Manners. Like, Maybe, but, like, it just... I And I think it was in Night Shifters where there was this weird, like, fade out that then, like, led to a fade in with, like, a big sweeping pan over something that I... And, oh, and, and we both said it looks like Gotham. Yeah, it looks like looks someone's like, trying to make it look like Batman. Right, which it, it's not supernatural. doesn't make sense, yeah. It, and it, it was didn't so fit out of with place. the episode. Like, it wasn't a gothic noir type yeah. episode. It didn't have that feel. Right. And then even like the even in play things like just some of the dialogue felt wrong and like it's just, I wrote down yeah. some of the dialogue. So um, weird when they finally so they learn that it's Dean. So I'm skipping way ahead. We and we can circle back, but yeah. um, Agent Hendrickson, who we meet in season one, shows up and he's like, "Oh, I know all about you, Dean. I know all about you, and I'm here, and I know Sam's there, and I know this, this, and this, and like I'm hot on your tail." Uh, and he says, uh, "Go screw yourself." I was like, what? Yeah. Why even? That's not a... It's not. Um, and then at some point, Dean is trying to get one of the hostages he suspects to be our shapeshifter out of the vault. And he says, I'm afraid I'm going to have to insist. That's not how no. Dean talks. No. Can I ask a question about shapeshifters, yeah. though? All right. So I get the theory of shapeshifters being like humanoid lizard type creatures who right. can generate skin. It doesn't really make sense to me how they can like reconstitute their bones but it's organic material fine how do they clothe themselves so that's what has always especially uh, i've always kind of wondered that too my assumption is it's similar to right the x-files our shapeshifters in the x-files where they just take their clothes and they show they show the young woman but it's a fake out Right. Because they they show the young woman and you think, oh, okay, shapeshifter got her. Right. Uh, she's wearing a slip. So you think, well, 90, oh, yeah. okay. So the shapeshifter took her dress right. and just was like classy enough to leave her underpinnings. Yeah. And this chick was just classy enough to be the type who wears a slip. Okay. <laughs> Which... Which to me, like I actually even wrote it down. Like, oh, okay. It did take her dress. Because when it's the sexy guy, they both have clothes on. Or is he naked? No, you're right. Yeah, he is he's naked. Definitely, yeah. Okay, so I was like, okay, it takes their clothes. He takes their clothes. Right. Um, but then it's revealed that it's not the woman. It's pretending to be the woman. And I'm like, so where did you get the slip? So uh, clearly this shapeshifter in, in, an art, in, in an attempt to fool our boys. Carries... Or under things. literally just took the slip from this woman. And she didn't remember? She, she had didn't, no right. idea. Because, like, yeah, how would you not, like, wake up and be like, I was definitely wearing another thing under this. I'll tell you what. No, I'm not. You would 100% know it if you were wearing a bra Absolutely. and then you weren't wearing a Absolutely. bra. Absolutely. Like, 
You'd be like, um, hey, someone some, took my bra. Hi, like, hi. I know we've been doing this whole vault thing lately, but like when but we were out of the vault, took my I bra. had a bra. I'm back in it. I was wearing a really nice no vintage more. slip. I would really just like to get that back. No, I'm not going to ask any. I, I looked like I was dressed like I was in a 1970s movie. Like, isn't that? Yeah. I don't know. It seems such like well, a weird clothing item, like, too. It seems like the shapeshifter's job is so complex and difficult. Like, it has to be like, okay, I got to get someone alone. I got to, like, do whatever I have to do to be able to shift into them. Then I got to kill them. I got to take their clothes. I got to do this all unnoticed. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a whole to-do. To rob some banks. Just, I mean, it seems like there's got to be an easier way. I, I mean, and, and Dean said something interesting in this episode, which is, Oh, it's a shapeshifter. It's human Ish. for the most part. Yeah. And I never like realized that about shapeshifters, I guess, in our supernatural world is that, okay, so they are human. So like, I don't know. It must be tough. It just must be tough because he says they have the same, they have human drives. This one is, this one's drive is money. Like, I, don't I know that later it's later on in Supernatural when we get to our real like, do we let monsters live like quandaries really or not? But like, down to me, like shapeshifters, I guess they do kill people. I don't know. It's it's such a weird. This one killed people. This one Hill. definitely killed people and faked killing people. Yeah, but I also felt like it was a really inconsistent episode of Supernatural because Dean lets two people he knows to be the shapeshifter get the drop on him, but then later. Sammy takes out an entire SWAT team. Yeah, by himself. And and the shapeshifter has taken over the form of a woman who looks exactly like Edward and Rachel Wood. Oh yeah. And they're fighting. But here's the thing: like, even if you're a shapeshifter, if you're in the body of a small woman, how do you have, you have the, the strength, strength right. of a small woman? Right. Seemingly. Right. Because you would have her musculature. Correct. So you wouldn't be able to fight the science of this, right? And I mean, it's I guess it's supernatural. Work out if you great. can if you can take on someone's skin. Maybe you do get to have supernatural strength and abilities. But I'd be like, you know, that's that that skin changer is going to have to spend a lot of time in Krav Maga classes learning how to like, you know, master so, every yeah. body shape. And is it are are all skin changers? Do they all have like super strength? They're like, I I guess. Like if you're like a super weak, they all have they all have super strength no matter whose body they're in, and they carry around a satchel full of like an outfit for every yeah. size and every style. Yeah, just no matter who they run into. So they can be like, "Hey, you look just like my friend Jeff, but he was not. He was wearing a different outfit." Yeah, and so I'm confused. Or like, "Hey, Brian, you you going with a Western look these days?" Like, That's yeah, I just thought I'd change it. But I, I just saw you like a few minutes ago. You had a different like I went like, to, went out shopping. For me, it's too much trouble. Yeah. I would not want to be Couldn't a shapeshifter because I would it. just be like, I don't so much running around. And where and you, you got to stash skin places. You gotta like. There's a lot of just. There's a lot that goes into it, and to not getting caught and yeah, too much work. Way too much work to be. A no, thank you. Um, but yeah, two skippable episodes, no real lessons learned, no. nothing really fun. Our rules played out okay. Uh, they Not did. Great. So we had one instance of Wi-Fi where we doubted that they could get Wi-Fi in that hotel. Yeah. One instance of a slam. Three instances of toxic masculinity, which we counted as 
uh, Dean questioning his masculinity at the very idea that the woman thought that he came off right. as gay. Or at least being, like, perturbed by the fact mm-hmm. that she thought he might be. And then later, Sammy being like, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, I collect dolls. Gross. Yeah. Um, which is, like, I think both of those things, they're, like, they're playing it for a laugh. Like, oh, right. ha, ha, ha. Dudes no, can't do like I, dolls. Do I feel like How humiliated would you be? be to be called gay? Right. Do I feel like anyone should be maybe like a little bit, uh, I don't know what the word is, but ashamed like to ashamed dolls? about that? If, they, if they're an adult with like a massive doll collection, but the premise was they were antiquing. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that this guy would have a bunch of dolls if that's what he's into now. I mean, do I think that makes you a little creepy? Yeah. But is it less manly? Not anymore. No. no. This is a very 2007 yes. idea. Yes, it is. Um, and then again, and you pointed oh, this one out, God. that they, as they're leaving, the woman's like, thank you for saving my life and my daughter's life. And they're like, hey, get some hot milf action. It's like, ooh. I think if, I think as a rule, like if I ew. groan at him at something grossly like masculine, it's just automatically toxically like, masculine. Yeah, you, you well, saved I, that woman's life. She which is why I don't think, sex. which is why I don't like, that's not a, that's not a Dean thing to say even, even for Dean. I don't know. I, I mean, think it, I feel think, like it kind of is a that a, this version of Dean yeah, thing to I say. I think so. But um, just the way he said it, like you could have got some hot milk action. Like instead of being like, "Hey, I think like," or like I think there's like a different side comment he would have made about it, not being as like grotesque as like yeah. you could have got milk action. That to me seems like not. I don't know if CW is trying to like bring in an edgier crowd because the ratings are down or what. I don't but, know. Ugh. Uh, we had five people die. A lot of people Several died. of them, we couldn't remember their name. Uh, and then we had no broken furniture or black eyes. Nope. All right. Well, those were two dumb episodes that kind of make you go, yeah, people were right. Unless you're really into Shining references and or like weirdly Gotham-y slash die-hardy kind of hostage. I don't even know what to say about Night Shifters. Like... There's nothing other than you get like a blip into the Hendrix storyline, which obviously comes back later on. Like, not enough of it though. No, and it's not to me a strong enough storyline for you to be like, yeah, let's watch him almost catch them again in season two. Yep, no fun because they're obviously establishing him as a character we're going to see many times. Uh, so what's next? Make sure to join us in a couple of weeks for our next episode, season two, episode seven, where we're going to be watching House of the Holy and Born Under a Bad Sign. Now, aren't those both rock songs? House of the Holy is a Led Zeppelin album. What about Born Under a Bad Sign? It might be. It might be. That's not my happy thing right now. But House of the Holy is definitely a many steps. We'll Google it real quick. Many steps and columns. Uh, <laughs> and then don't forget, if you have a suggestion for a Gank That Drink uh, season two, or even season three, we're more than mm-hmm. halfway through, uh, send them over to us. If you have a suggested cocktail, or if you have a name of a cocktail, we can reverse engineer. It's an Albert um, King song. Okay, good. So now we're getting into the episodes with rock names. Hell yeah. Or have we, we've had a few. Yeah, it's an R&B song. Or like a blues. Uh, and if and if you played along and want to let us know how it went, let us know that too. Uh, you can find out more on mostexcellentpod.com. Or if you're in the Phoenix area, you can find Chrissy at Nate at the National Comedy Theater. Woo-woo. That's nctphoenix.com. Thank you for listening. And uh, we don't really have any gank that drink lessons learned. Nope, but Born Under a Bad Sign is uh, was covered by Cream. 
So that would be your classic rock reference. There you go. There That's you go. Our That's our lesson learned, learned for next week. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. Be excellent to each other. And, and party, party on, dude. dude.